The following is a Breaks Media podcast. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that also. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Love Lust and Badass So I know, I know, we took a week off, um, but we just we just let it build like a good nut. We're really going to give it to you guys this week, but I am CEO Hayes. We have the main event in the building, and that is the one and only, the lovely, the sexy, the soon-to-be birthday girl, Miss AJ Badass Jones. Hi. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. So I need to say this and tell everyone, uh, because, you know, I record with my phone. Um, and sometimes the recordings are, you know, they're, they're good, but they, they could be like spectacular. So now they're going to be spectacular because CJ got me a mic for my birthday. Yay. Clap everyone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, your voice is already extremely sexy. I just wanted it to come through as best as it possibly could. Listen, we need to put a disclaimer. I can't be responsible for nobody's orgasms from hearing my voice through the mic because, yeah, I just can't take that kind of responsibility. But just that's it. Just I want everybody. You have been. It's been like I know it's only been a week, but it, it always feels like so much longer when we don't record. It does, doesn't it? It's weird because it's like um, I don't know. I guess it's like part of my weekly routine now. Like I know me and AJ are going to record on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Like it, it's just set into like my my time. So when we didn't record last Wednesday or this Wednesday, I mean, for pull behind the curtain, we record we're recording late this week. It just felt like. I feel, you know how like you have that feeling like something's just missing like for me it's like when i don't have my watch on like i may i basically feel naked and i, I just felt yeah. like something was missing yeah i completely agree i completely agree but you know it. it's a good build-up yeah because we, we have a hell of a show with probably the the craziest email we have received thus far one that you know me, aj me <laughs> you we don't get triggered to like right off the bat we usually get triggered like in the midst of having the conversation uh, about the email we'll like be like wait a second that's like really fucked up this one as soon as we read it i almost wanted to say you know what let's just record it now to get it out like because it's it's bad yeah like from start to finish it's like from the opening line until his closer it's just bad to worse like we've oh my gosh we've never gotten an email like this just even thinking about it right now i feel like my blood pressure is going up because it just i don't know so the to the person who sent it in i mean we're gonna we're gonna cover it later on um because it requires a lot of attention and it's gonna probably be an extensive discussion but i hope you're listening i really and truly hope to this particular episode you're listening to the response uh to that particular email like it's 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 mind-boggling. It's baffling. It's it's, it's just, oh god. You see when we're stutter, stuttering over our words, like you know it's bad. Exactly. You know it's bad. Exactly. But we're gonna get to that a little bit later on. I think we're gonna end the podcast with that one. Let's go ahead and jump in to what we have to jump into. Um, I think I'll I'll and I'll, I'll ask this first question that we have, and I'll let you answer it first, and we can kind of just keep it going from there. This first question is: Should IG? Instagram or any other social media be used as a dating tool. AJ, what's your answer? I think absolutely. Um, 
sometime last week or the week before I actually had a, a conversation with one of our listeners and I'm not going to identify her, you know, I'll talk about that after. And um, she'd actually asked a question about whether or not ID, uh, is, Instagram in particular is uh, useful for dating, like from my perspective, in my opinion. And, and I'd said to her, absolutely. Like if, if nothing else, uh, like for me personally, I've developed some really great relationships. Um, I've had interactions with some people that I no longer speak to because sometimes when you come off of social media and you move from the DM to actual personal uh, personal conversation space through texting or IMO or WhatsApp or what have you. I don't know. People become just different. And, and so you have to kind of let some of those situations go. But, you know, because of the age that we live in and, and because everything is so technologically advanced and everything is so technologically based, absolutely. Instagram shouldn't be viewed any differently than, you know, say eHarmony or Plenty of Fish or anything like that. You still have to vet people the same way as you do with any of the other, you know, like dating sites or dating apps um, that are specifically designed for that. Um, I, it's, and it's, for me, it's always the same thing, you know, be, be clear with people about what your intentions are, you know, um, get as much information that, as you can from an individual that you're interested in, make sure that, you know, you know what their intentions are. So you're not setting yourself up for failure. And, and, you know, you guys aren't going around in circles unnecessarily when you're looking for a long-term relationship and he just wants to fuck or vice versa. Um, and, and make the effort to see the person. I find sometimes people get stuck in, in conversational mode instead of like action and active mode. So they get complacent and, and content to just, you know, um, stay in the DM and, and stay online and talk and never really, and, and even taking it, let's say, a, a step further by doing the video chat, but they never make an effort to move beyond that. Um, the difference in using Instagram as a dating tool is that you actually have to make that leap from it just being DM conversations and, and video chat conversations within Instagram to making it something that's more of a real life experience where you actually go out and date. So you, you know, you actually agree to meet up. Um, I think people have a misconception or they're concerned about, okay, well, what if the person is lying or they're portraying themselves to be something that they're not? The reality is you can be catfished anywhere by anyone at any time. You know, you can meet someone in the grocery store and, and have seen them face to face and they could lie about their whole lives. There's no guarantee. Um, you just kind of have to trust and have faith that people are, are still getting decent. And if someone says what their intention is, that that's truly their intention. And you just go from there. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time in life, almost everything is a dating tool. Every single thing can be used as a dating tool. I don't care if it's going to the grocery store. I don't care if it's a social media app. Hell, I don't care if it's if it's a goddamn ad to to buy someone's used desk and, and chair. Like almost everything like you can, you never know who you're going to run into in what shape, form, fashion, media, whatever. Um, I think like AJ said, as long as you're open with your intentions, you're clear. Um, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. So in this day and age, like everything can be used for dating. True. Very true. Except with me. Cause I seem to miss it all. So, you know, honestly, I, I still don't understand what is wrong with you. It's like, it's like one of those things where, you know, you're, it's like, you're almost watching a movie where there's a really handsome guy and a really great looking woman and she's doing everything humanly possible, short of like ripping off her clothes and jumping into the man lap and a sit on him. She's doing everything short of those things to like show what her intention is. And even through like her language and, and her body language and, and conversation, like she's letting you know she's interested in you, sir. You have, you know, when you see them people that have them, them thick Coke bottle bottom glasses where it looks like they can't see nothing. That's you all day, every day, except yours are dark. <laughs> I don't know what it is that you see and hear when these women are, are approaching. I don't get, 
Listen, we we live in the era of the Me Too movement. If you're not saying, hey, Hayes, I I want you. I want to get to know you. Cordero, I want you. Like, I, it, it goes completely over my head. Don't act crazy because even when they say, Cordero, I want you, you depend that nobody wants my ass. You, you hear all that? that? Don't talk to me. Don't talk. You see, I haven't spent over a week with you and you see where you brought me to? I'm telling you, don't talk to me. Again. Even when they're blatant with it and they're te- even when they're telling me to tell you, said I want you, you still don't believe them. Nobody so, told you that. Nobody told you that. I'm going to punch you in your throat. Honestly, okay. <laughs> I know I have to make like I'm, I'm making a, a birthday trip down to Cleveland. I'm going to hop over to Columbus and I'm going to come fight with you. I'm going to come fight with you because clearly that's what you want. After almost a year together, this is what you want from me. But it is, right? No, I don't want to fight you at all. No, I just want to make you smile and and that's it. No, like you want to give me blood pressure issues and you want me to have like stress on things. That's what you want. Right? No, Tell not me. at all. It's it's we've been together for almost a year now. November 6th is our anniversary. We we've been together for almost a year now. So come just tell me the truth. You want you want to upset my life, right? Because I don't. Uh, Cordero, there was, you know, I'm not talking to you. Come, we're moving on. Because I'm going to end up, I don't want to cuss you just yet because we need to get through this whole episode. So, question to you. Do you think that pornography sets up relationships for sexual failure? Well, as someone who doesn't watch pornography, I really can't answer that very well. Um, I mean, I, I guess I can see where it can. Um, but I mean, I can also see where it can be used as a tool to help boost your sex with your partner so i mean i think it, like like with anything it can be a problem if you let it be a problem i don't think that it's inherently a problem though i watched a a documentary of sorts where i guess the gentleman was a sex therapist i, I believe it was and he was talking to these uh two young black men and his take on it is that you know he feels like pornography to some degree or other sets up a relationship for sexual failure because whoever it is, whether it's the man or the woman in the relationship who watches pornography, or even if it's both, there's almost this, um, this expectation that their partner should be able to do those kind of things or should be open to trying those kind of things. Or, you know, it's like, it's like with the whole squirting thing, you know, you, you have a man who watches porn and he's watching a woman play with herself and she's squirting like nobody's business. So it should be easy enough for my girlfriend to squirt, you know, and then he's frustrated with her because she's not able to, well, why, why can't you, you know, here, let me help you. But he's still not able to help her achieve that particular type of orgasm. So he gets frustrated. He doesn't really want to have sex with her because mentally to him, her body should be able to do what he sees like the, the women in, in the movies do, even if it's amateur porn, you know, um, but I, I do agree with you. I think that it's, it's like you say that, you know, there's, there, there are things that can be detrimental to a relationship, things like that, if you allow them to be, or it can be a great enhancement or it can be a great tool to like stimulate the both of you, you know, get you thinking about different positions and, and different ways of pleasing one another. And, and, you know, those kind of exciting and sexy things that you can do, um, without it being a knock on somebody's ability or lack thereof. It can be, it can be, I think it can be used as a great teaching tool and it it shouldn't necessarily be something that makes you have an unrealistic expectation. Now it's different if either partner is like a short shooter, let's say. So like, you know, if you have a woman who after one orgasm, she's good, she doesn't want anymore. Or if you've got, you're with a guy who like comes in five or 10 minutes and then after that, because he's got his nut, he's good. Um, Or, you know, like people who like if I watch porn, I can masturbate and come in less than two minutes because I know exactly where to touch myself. I know exactly what type of visual stimulation I need and I'm I'm good. 
Now imagine if Cordero, you and I were in a relationship and we're having sex. And after like two strokes, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Are you okay? <laughs> You'd be like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, no, you know, we need to continue with this. Um, In that kind of case, it would be really detrimental. But, you know, if I said to you, CJ, I saw this on, you know, this particular porn and they were doing this position and I'd like for you to bend me up like a pretzel because I think that it would be really good. It can be it can be a hindrance, like you said, with any sort of outside sources or it can be used as a as a really great tool. Um, I think the problem is when people get caught up unrealistically in a fantasy mode and, and instead of ha- using it as a useful tool to apply to their sexual relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. It's it's really not that difficult to like a lot of what you see in porn isn't even like really happening. Like I would, I would implore anyone to go and see, like, I think the video is like the secret tips in porn or something like it's, it's really not at all what you guys think it is. Like a lot of the time they film multiple sessions and stream it all together as like one scene. So that you think they're having sex longer than what they are. And then like the squirting, all types of weird shit goes on. So don't hold anyone to that expectation of what you see in the porn videos. Like if you want to do an act, a sexual act that you see in porn, that's different. That's where it can be uh, something to enhance your sex life, but don't say, Oh, well, you know, this dude went an hour and a half in this scene or whatever. Like it's not going to fucking happen. It's not going to happen. So chances are not. I mean, so let me ask you a be devil's advocate for a minute. So would you see it as being, okay, so let's, let's take it from the, uh, the woman's side of it. So would you would you see it as being a problem in the relationship if okay, so let's use you and I. You and I have had sex. You know, our sex life is is pretty good. But after every time after we're finished, I it's necessary for me to go and watch porn for like a good half hour to get like that one good tire me out, fatigue my ass orgasm. Would you find that is would you find that to be a problem in our sexual relationship? Would you take issue with that? Would you consider that something isn't working in our relationship because I, I need that extra? My quote that, is that, I got mine, go get yours. Okay, please. <laughs> I, I wish I could see your face right now because I I know I know your lips pressed together and your nostrils flared. <laughs> You don't understand. I'm like, okay, I got to a place of quiet and calm. I'm a little bit more zen now. And this man just wants Teddy Purple. Why? Why? Can you, can you take that out of the, uh, the answer just for one second? Wouldn't that be. Oh, <laughs> I hate you. Would you see that as being some sort of an issue or would you be okay with it? I mean, yeah, that'd probably be a little weird, especially if if you don't like try us to try to figure out together how to get you to that orgasm rather than you, you, it'd be a requirement that you have to go watch porn to get, to get to that place. But if we try and try and try and we just can't get it between the two of us, seriously, all jokes aside, go get yours how you have to, and then come back in bed and cuddle with me and you have to lay in the wet spot. You know Okay, so just as listen, I I can't do the wet spot thing. Eh? I hate. I, oh my god! Listen, I will sleep on the floor. Like so, I would, <laughs> that's how I know you, my friend. I was about to say I go sleep downstairs on the couch. Yeah, we'd have to cuddle up on the couch because I'm not trying to sleep in nothing wet. Oh, like, man. and I don't understand people who are like, oh, but it's so nice to cuddle. Up. Nah, nigga, it's not. Ew, and it's cold. Ew. Uh, oh, uh, let's just stop. Can we just please move on? Because I'm really my skin's crawling. Like I'm. I'm having a reaction to this, and it's not a good one. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, I think I would take personal offense if I was, if I had, like, you know, sucked the life out of your dick and fucked you to the heavens and back. 
and you still feel like you need to stroke your dick just to get like another nut, I, I could take offense to that. I, I think I'd rather you say to me like I need some more. Like if it's if it's like you know I feel like I'm I'm done and and we're good. I'd rather you tell me that you need some more and I give you more of what you need than for you to feel like you have to watch something to get like that extra stimulation and get you over some sort of hump. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, anybody who's listening, I, I I actually really like men or women. I'd like feedback, like, or, you know what I mean? Like just sort of the opinion. Like if, if, if you were with somebody and after almost every time after you guys had sex, that person felt the need to watch porn to get a little bit more, would that offend you? Well, let us know. You guys know where you can send the email. Lovelust and BAS at yahoo.com. So let us know how you guys feel about that and what your opinion is on the, on the situation overall. And if you've ever been through something like that, but AJ, it's time to move on to the next question. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this one is going to cause like friction, not between you and I, but just sort of like our, our oh, listeners. Listen, when some when someone when I got sent this one by a listener, I was just like, huh, huh, yeah. okay. But you know, I, honestly, you know what? We'll talk about it. Let me let me go ahead and read the question. The question is: Is it okay for women to ask the men they're dating to consent to a background check to see if any domestic violence has happened in their past? What are your thoughts on this, AJ? No, it's 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 intrusive, like it's intrusive on a whole other level. Like, I feel like if that's not something that can, can come out in conversation, then perhaps the person just doesn't trust you enough with their history until they're like, you have to give people time to trust you, you know, um, especially if you're not in a, in a serious or committed relationship with the person. Like if you're just in the talking to stage or just the beginning sort of dating stage, that's not information that you have the right to know. And, and even if the person has, you know, some sort of domestic violence in their past, doesn't predicate that that person is still that way. Like, there are so many mitigating factors and so many things that change in a person's life from day to day, from week to week, month to month, year to year. So, so what are you supposed to do? Like, 10 years ago, you know, Johnny beat up his girlfriend after they had an argument. He went to counseling. He hasn't had any sort of issues since then. He's become, you know, a, a, a role model in the community. He does, you know... um, volunteer work with, you know, abused women and, and that sort of, are you going to say to yourself, okay, well, you know, you beat up your girlfriend 10 years ago. So what was that about? No, you have no rights to that. You have no rights to that whatsoever. None, none. It, it, I don't know. Like I get the whole, I get the whole me too movement. And, and, and to some degree it's gone way left with people me tooing about the wrong things. And then for the people who are me tooing about the right situations and, and the abuses that they suffered, like I, I get it, it's on track, it's on point. But you have people now who feel like they're entitled to certain bits and pieces and information of other people's lives because they're what, trying to safeguard themselves? From what? From what? So suppose now you go looking at a person, Macron, there's no history of domestic violence. Two tools, you and him get together, you're exclusively dating, and now he beats your ass. Then what? Oh, you're going to say to yourself, well, well, there was no history of violence, so I understand how this happened? No, no. People, <laughs> I, I say this all the time, I'm going to keep saying it. People focus on the wrong things. You don't, no, I, I'm not in favor of that at all. Not at all. Not at all. And so when I, when we got, when we got this, or because they sent it to me first, when I got this, the first thing that I went to was my daughters and thinking, okay, because, and I, and I agree, let me say, I agree with everything you said, but let, let's, the flip side, what if it's someone who is a, who does have a bad history of domestic violence, doesn't, hasn't, hadn't gotten help for it and is trying to hide that. Yes, they can portray themselves as a great guy. Yes, they can even come up with a whole story of, no, I've never been, I would never hit women. But then secretly they are that. And 
I would like to say that if, if, if it's before you guys decide you're getting into a serious relationship or let's say you guys have been dating, maybe they, they not, I wouldn't say get aggressive, like push you or something. Maybe you guys got in an argument and you're like, okay, wait a second. This is kind of weird. So before, even though it was only one off, maybe I should ask for this. Like, I, I can't say that I'm against asking for it. Um, but at the same time, if it, if it was my son and someone asked that and he had never done anything wrong, I would be a little offended. Like what in your character would make someone think that they need to ask you that? So like, that's, the, that's where I try to look at it from. But I honestly, in this day and age and with how well people are hiding stuff and just how crazy some people are. I can't, if someone asked me that, I honestly can't say I'd be offended, especially if that person like had a history of going through domestic violence and they were just so worried because of what they've been through that they just want to make sure that it's never been there. And even then I want to make sure I point out that just because it's never been there doesn't mean that it can't pop up. So I'm of two minds. Like I, I really, I, I personally, so at the end of the day, we're going to settle. I'm going to settle on what I would personally be offended by. I wouldn't be mad at it. I would not be mad if someone asked me that. I just, I honestly would. Really? I wouldn't. Mm-mm. You feel like it's a personal attack on your character? It depends on how it's presented. If someone's just like, um, before we can date, I need you to give me a background check. Then yeah, it may be a little offensive, but if we're having a conversation and we say, you know, we really want to be serious, want to pursue, we want to be exclusive. And she's like, look, with everything going on or with xyz that happened in my past or blah 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 that my mom went through i really just feel it would make me feel more comfortable before i start staying out of your house or you start staying at mine or being around each other's kid my kids or whatever if you would consent to this or if you're not going to consent to it we we need to have a conversation so you can make me feel comfortable that if it was presented that way i would not be mad at it at all But then my whole thing is abuse is not one sided. So should it be mutual then that you do you both do a background check the same way that, you know, before you guys decide to have like raw sex, you both go get blood tests like from that perspective, if it was mutual, then there's no blame. It's just it's it's mutual share of knowledge. I could be on board with that. But I feel like if we're saying to our men, I just want to check if you have a history of abuse. That's offensive to me. It's offensive to me. If it if it's a mutual sharing of information where you say, you know what, let's do get background checks so we can share information with one another to see what whether or not either one of us has had a history of abuse. So it doesn't seem lopsided or one sided or targeted to you because you're a man. Then I'm OK with that, because it's like, you know, I, I, we talked about this way back when that the story of when we talked about abuse and a friend of mine that was going through a situation. He was a man that was in an abusive situation. He was a man that was in an abusive relationship and at that time when you and I had had this conversation there was a story that was that was gone had gone berserk about a woman who sat on her her boyfriend's chest and poured bleach down his throat and, and killed him so I, I can I can I can agree to it if it's a mutual sharing of information but if it's a one-sided targeting thing because it's a man and you feel like you should do a background check on him to see if there's a history of abuse because it's a man I can't support that. Better better you say it to me that let's both do this the same way as if we were both going to go get blood work done to make sure that we're both um, STI free, then I could I could deal with that. But I, I can't support the one side. I feel like it's just targeted. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I understand your point of view. I, I do. I mean, and yeah, it could be presented as, hey, let's both go get any background checks and not even maybe, maybe abuse. Like you can be you can have robbed the last two people you were with um something like that so yeah i can i can can definitely see your point of view on that i just think like you know the same way that you you know you got your sons and you have your daughters you know like i have my son and my daughter and they're they're much older and they're at that dating age you know my son he's he's a good man like he has integrity he has moral conviction um 
you know, there, there's a whole host of characters and characteristics about him that are really positive and really great. And the same with my daughter. And, and you know, maybe I just need to take my personal feelings out of the equation. And, and, and again, I understand from the perspective of, of, you know, I was in an abusive relationship many, 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 many years ago before I had them. So I get it from that perspective. It's just I just don't like the idea of targeting any one gender for anything. So anyways, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse. Let me no, stop. no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, I, this is a great conversation. And yeah, I mean, we're, it's good when we are kind of not we're not really opposed. I think we just have two two different ways of looking at it. But your way of of, hey, let's both go get background checks and comparing it to let's both both go get STD checks. It, that checks. I mean, that that's perfectly fine with me. It's just like if and we talked about that before, too. If someone doesn't consent to getting like you say, hey, we're getting serious uh, before we have sex, let's both go get um blood work done and they completely like are just against it then that's a red flag so i i can agree with you yeah all right so the next bit this this you know these first three questions have been cool they've been good we're about to start getting into some fuckery no no hold on hold on hold on hold on (laughs) so i have a, a surprise which i'm actually really surprised that you didn't see and maybe because we just sort of started right away but we have a surprise email that just came in, like literally maybe an hour ago. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Come Hello? On now. I asked you to send me the list. I, I swear to you, right before, because we've been, we've been recording for a good little while now. Right before we started recording, we got an email. And I just assumed that you've seen it because we both, we share an email address, sir. We do. So but I don't, I don't check it. I, I really, I honestly, lately, you're like, you've been collecting the emails. So like, and we haven't really, we haven't really been getting emails at the rate we used to. Like people mm-hmm. seem to DM us now. So I don't really check it anymore. No, that is not my problem or my fault, sir. It is there. I didn't move it. Become a no wire cost me. And I didn't hide it. Become a no wire cost me. It was, it's there. So I'm going to read it. Oh, okay. Well, let me go, let me go, let me go pick this up so I can read it while you're reading it. Okay. It is called God Beard. And it is from a listener named Tanya. I'm not going to say her last name. So it reads, Dear AJ, I'm writing you because I love your opinions and I know you will keep it real with Cordero. I don't want to be one of those girls that writes in, but I must admit I am in love with Cordero. I want to make it clear we have never been intimate nor even had a date. I actually work for him. I see him every day and I work extra shifts just to be around him more. We are popping the fucking bubble of oblivion today. I actually work for him. I see him every day and often I work extra shifts just to be around him more. He has a presence that is just powerful. When we have one-on-one meetings and reviews, I often just soak up the knowledge he has. He is such a smart and beautifully bearded man. This is where my writing you comes in. I decided a long time ago that I would never actively pursue him because of our work situation. And as you have pointed out, he is clearly oblivious to attempts at flirting. But recently, I decided I am going to look at other positions in our company to get out of his department with the explicit purpose to pursue my man. Capitals, capitals, exclamation mark. Would you please get the godly bearded one himself to realize that he misses a lot of women that want him? It's cute, but he is missing his blessing. But this blessing is about to snatch him. P.S. Those gray dress pants he loves to wear have been labeled, quote, end quote, the panty wetters by the ladies in the office. P.S.S. 
I think he truly believes the ladies in the <laughs> of his podcast. But every single one of us listens. The end. Tanya, I know who you are, but I am sending you the biggest hug in creation. If I could wrap my arms around you from a distance, if they could reach you, Tanya, now hug your big dirty industrial size hug. Mr. 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 God is beautiful. See? And this is what I talk to you about. When you're, it's, it's you that's not paying attention. Because when time people are telling you, say, they might tell you to your feet, they might tell you straight, they might write in, they might talk to you, they might talk to me, and you still not see it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I would like to formally announce my retirement from podcasting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell no. I'm so. You are saddled with me for a lifetime. I'm a tired fatality. I said at the beginning of 2018, we came into this year, we're going to pop the bubble of lid. We're not doing this shit in 2019. Man. <laughs> not, we're not making it not coming in 2019. We are <laughs> left the bubble in 2018. The bubble not coming in 2019. It not coming. It not reached 2019. I don't believe this. Like, first of all, this is what I think. I think that you somehow, I, somehow secretly... I, Got to yes. Columbus, Ohio, and you okay. you in, you entice this woman okay. to write this email towards me because there's no way in hell. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. I know I'm good. I, I know I know I'm good. I'm good. I'm not that good. She has a first and a last name, and she is one of your subordinates. Don't act crazy. From the last time when they had the the something the the way called there, when you went to go talk to somebody else in the next department, and they were having a potluck, and how much Omanwa fix your plate, and everybody are watching them, I stand up and I watch it. From that time, you didn't see it. Now this young lady is right. We even had a next email from somebody who wanted to go on a date with you, and you let that one by. Fine, no problem. No, we have somebody else. The the <coughs> excuse me, the year is coming to a wrap. Really. Sorry, sorry. What was that? I, I didn't hear you. My mic isn't on. Hello. What? What was that? Uh, we're, not, we're not bringing the bubble into 2019. Do you hear me? You better try figure out a way to leave that bubble in 20. Because every day we are gonna argue. Me and you. Every day we are gonna argue. Do, do you see how much patua I've spoken in the last friggin' five minutes because of you? Don't make. You see, this is what I'm saying to you. You. You, your sole purpose in life right now is to aggravate me before my birthday. Why? 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 <laughs> Listen, Why? these fabricated emails are not going to just keep happening. Like this is, we've gone a whole like six months without an email about haze. So we're just going to act like this one didn't happen because this does not no, exist. No, 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 brush Tanya under no rug. Tanya, we we hear you. This has happened. The email no, but has seriously, been I will, I will, I do want to announce something. And this is all jokes aside. Haze is currently in the midst of pursuing a young lady so i actually am yeah i'm i, I yeah I'm, I'm we'll talk off air but there is an amazing there there is an amazing young light-skinned woman um and i'll just leave that at that so does this mean you're almost off the market we can't stop cussing now? you can stop cursing thank you very much i appreciate it why look how long it took a year a year to come out of the bubble really them the kind of breed of stress y'all give me? Lord have mercy. You know, sometimes I swear you don't love me, really and truly. Why? Because you like to stress me out. Hello? I don't know Hello? what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. All right, let's do this. All right, then. All right. I, I don't, I only enhance your life. I never stress you out. No, no. No, no. 
you, you stress me out. Let's be very clear about that. You and that blasted bubble. Listen to me. All the one teared on the bubble there. You don't even understand. The tide for cost the bubble. The tide for cost it. If you could please leave the bubble in 2018, that would make me so very happy. That would be like the best New Year's gift ever in Croatia. Ever. Let's move on uh, to this to this fuckery that we were going to get into before you completely blindsided me with these emails that clearly state that don't nobody want my ass. Um, Mr. Godbeard? <laughs> the Godbeard. <laughs> Mr. Grey Dress Pants, Mr. Grey Panty with a Pants. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Oh man, that is the panty wetters. Wow, that is that's deep. Um, AJ, what do we got next? What 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 do we got next on the docket? Can I get a picture? Okay, so first, uh, because you don't love me and you won't let me see you shave your balls, can I get a picture of the pants, please, so we can see what the fuck is going on? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. So maybe on the ball shaving, and now maybe on the pants. You see, this is how I know you really and truly don't love me. You really don't love me. You don't want to give me nothing good. Can you give me an additional birthday gift, please? Can I get one or the other? <laughs> I'll take it under consideration with the committee. Yeah, that's okay. You want to talk to the committee. Let me talk to them. Let me talk to the committee. Do you find yourself having so much going on that it's hard to focus during sex? I know I had that issue, but after taking She Orgasms, I was able to easily get in the mood and remain focused on my partner. He can now feel that I am so ready for him when he touches me. My hunger for my partner is increased and I feel so powerful. Speaking of powerful, my orgasms are stronger than ever before. Finally, a natural supplement aided to help a woman feel and be great. Read more about She Orgasms at www.sheorgasms.com. Happy coming. Do you want to read this one? No, this is all you. You got to take this one away. This is too much for me to read. Your sexy voice would sound much better with it because I have to read the fuckery email. So you can take this one. That I, oh my God, that email, lad. Okay, so the title of this is, I got a girl pregnant and she wanted to get an abortion, but I didn't want that. She ended up not getting one, but now she is not involved at all. So this is the discussion. We weren't in a serious relationship when she got pregnant and she has never met our son. Even after the birth, she had no desire to see him. We went to court to figure out custody and support could be figured out. And so support could be figured out. And I have 100% full legal and physical custody. Her name is on the birth certificate, but she has no custody and no right to visitation or to make things like medical or educational decisions. She didn't want any of that. Every month she pays, I says, 125% of the court-ordered child support. She says that if I ever marry someone who wants to adopt him, she will agree. But until then, she'll, she'll pay support. It's been this way since our son was born. I'm raising our son all on my own. He is 18 months old now and he has never met her and I don't even have any photos of her even. I am burned out and hate being a single parent. I love my son, but I resent him. My family tries to help when they can, but I do it most of, but I do it most of the time. I would never hurt or neglect him, but I'm exhausted all the time. I tried to go to court to give her split custody, but because she wanted an abortion and I didn't, and she made it clear she never wanted to be involved after the birth. And because we went to court when he was six months old, we went to court when he was six months old, but because we already went, 
after he was abor- after he was born and agreed on things, now she pays more support than the court has ordered. The ch- ordered this reads weird. The judge said he can't force her to look after him. I haven't seen her in almost a year, and the last I heard, she has a tummy tuck and lasered her stretch mark, lasered her stretch marks, and is working at the gym. She also told her friends and family she is an egg donor and not a mother. She's a deadbeat mom and the court won't do anything and is forcing me to struggle as a single parent. Do I have any legal remedies here? <laughs> Here's the thing. I hate this when it's women. I, I hate it when it's any parent. First of all, you chose to lay down and make this this baby. And, and I'm not abstaining her from not being in her kid's life. She's paying her child support, it seems like. You, you wanted her to have this baby. You have to be prepared. Now, every parent has to be prepared, man and woman, to be their, the sole provider for the child. Not just not just because of someone being a deadbeat or not, but if an other parent passes away. Like, it, you have to be prepared for that. Is it right? That's a whole different thing. But to resent your child because of your child didn't ask to come in this world. You decided to lay down and make them. You decided that you wanted to go forward and not and for her not to have an abortion you asked for that so you you should have been prepared for this i hate this this is this is disgust me and not even like the part with the with the other parent okay but when you say you resent your child i that's that's something i can't get with and i'm honestly disgusted by that i'm gonna quote you fuck all that you wanted her to keep the baby for selfish reasons because you figured it would make her stay and she said to you clearly she doesn't want to have the child but however it is that you worked it out for her to, to have she had that baby to give the baby to you she didn't have that baby because she wanted the baby and and you're you're a single you're not a single oh, I, I don't even know she's paying child support that, that you went you went to court you took her to court to fight her and you won you won a hundred percent custody of your son you won a hundred and twenty five percent child support she gives you everything the court ordered her to you cannot force her to interact with a child that she did not want to have you, you don't get the right to lay that blame on her you said you got a girl pregnant you weren't in a serious relationship she told you she didn't want to have that child and however it is that you mentally and psycho- psych- psychologically badgered her into having that baby for you she did she doesn't owe you shit you want to talk about being a single parent and i'm going to fling this back to cj you're you're for all intent you're raising four kids by yourself four not one you can talk about being tired but I never hear you complain. I never hear you bitch. I never hear you argue. I never hear you fight, cuss, or none of those things. Or say, oh, I'm going to take them, their mom back to court for X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. Yes, she's still involved in their lives and, and whatever. And you guys have like a longer history. But you do this shit every fucking day by yourself with four small children. Four of them. He's going to complain about one and that he's burnt out and he's tired. What the fuck do you think single parenthood is about? Like, you know, honestly, I read it. And as I'm reading it now and as I'm talking about it now and you can hear that I'm getting like mad, I am. It's it's an insult to injury because you have single women who have fucking deadbeat dads that don't pay a dollar. You can't call her a deadbeat because she doesn't want to be around a child she doesn't want to have. She gives you money, 125% of court costs, and she up the ante and giving you more? Like, seriously? You have you have parents who don't even get a dollar from the other parent to help take care of their child, and they still make that shit work. And they don't get to fucking complain about being tired and being resentful and all that other shit. They do what they have to do because you know what? The child didn't ask to be here. Just like CJ said, that child didn't ask to be here. This was some chick that you laid down with, a girl that you got pregnant. She was not your girlfriend by your own admission. You don't get the fucking right to be mad. You don't get the right to be mad. You're tired? That is part of being a parent. You're exhausted? 
that is part of being a parent. Like, what did you think that it was going to be? Like, all roses and bliss and she was going to stay around and maybe you guys would... And you see, the thing is, when women do this shit and women lay down and have a child with someone and try to keep the man around or force him to be there, everybody's up in arms like, oh my God, I can't believe that she would do that. Why would she have to... But now because it's a dude that's raising a child by himself, you're like, people are supposed to feel bad for you? Get the fuck out of here with that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (sighs) Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. And I completely understand. That's, uh, that's, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there you go. And I understand why you got so upset. Yeah. Because it is, it's sickening and it's sad. And, um, hopefully you're like, I, this is just, I wish, I wish this, I can, I can, I can grab this person like by their head and, and like say all this right in their face. Like, because it's ridiculous and I don't, I don't understand it at all. You know, you, you can't, you call, you can't call her a deadbeat mom. She, you, you took her to court. She stated in front of the judge, she does not want to be involved with the child. However, she will pay child support to help you financially take care of the child. She's not a deadbeat. You don't get the right to, if she wasn't paying, I could understand that. If she wasn't providing financial support, I can understand that. You can't force someone to be emotionally tied to a child, whether they've carried it or not. Has nothing to do with you have no legal recourse, none whatsoever. Nobody's forcing you to struggle as a single parent. You chose that shit. You chose that. This is the thing that I understand. So me as a woman, CJ, I get pregnant for you and I say to you, I don't want this baby. I don't want to have this child. I want to have this baby. And you implore me to keep our child. You best believe I will sign over all custodial rights to you. You can have a hundred percent right to the baby. You can raise him as you see fit. So I, I don't remember, you remember, like I, I talked to you about um, when I was dating Sean years and years and years ago. And Sean is a very mentally and emotionally abusive person. And I found out years after uh, we stopped dating that he had gotten involved with this woman. And I guess she realized that he's very em- emotionally and mentally and can be physically abusive as well. She got pregnant. And when the child was born, she left the child with Sean and she left. She was done. She has never seen that child because she did not want to have the child for him. And he 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 told her, keep the child and just give the child to me. You don't have to be involved. And then after the fact, he wanted to be mad about that. She didn't want if somebody tells you they're not in it with you and they don't want the child. Why would you not believe them? You feel like motherhood is just let me let me tell you, motherhood doesn't kick in for everybody. As much as men feel like because we carry a picnic in our belly that we're supposed to be tied. Motherhood does not kick in for everybody. It really and truly just doesn't. It, it I can't, I can't, he, I I can't be on his side in any way, shape or form. Like I said, CJ, you're raising four kids, like 98% of the time it's you and them. So if they, if you've got parent teacher interviews, if they've got lessons, if they have to go trick or treating birthday parties, going to church, you know, baths in the morning, lunches, dinner, all that shit, it's you. And there's four of them. Him want somebody feel sorry for him kind of have one. No, I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. You, you have no legal remedies. You went to court. How much more time are you going to go to court? Because the judge is going to do what? Force her to see the child? Yo, man, stop it. And then you're resentful of your baby on top of that. You see people like that? Them lucky. Them lucky. Trust me. That's a fact. All right. Well, geez. Uh, yeah. Let us know how you think about that. You know, we, we love hearing from you guys. So reach out to us. You guys know where to find us. That is Love Lust and BAS on all social media platforms. And then also the emails, lovelustandbas at yahoo.com. But it's time to get into the highest form of fuckery, and that is this email that we got. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, let me... I need to put my place myself in a place of zen because, honestly, I I want to meet this individual. I want to know who... I know the person's not going to identify themselves, but I want to know who wrote this email. 
I really and truly do. Because there's some things I would say to this person face to face to make him know so he could see my face. When oh, I punch him. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, there's no, I'm sorry. Like, this person, do, please don't come to our live show. If you do, don't identify yourself. Because I'm letting you know right now, I'm punching you in the fucking face. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, let's let's go ahead and read the fuckery, AJ. Um, email. This is from a manly man, as the name on the email is. <sighs> I really enjoy this podcast normally, but there was something that was said on the last episode I take serious issue with. Men should be able to hit their women. I, I repeat, this is not Hayes saying this. This is for anyone who, who you know, zoned out. This is an email from someone called Manly Man. I repeat, men should be able to hit their women. Keeping your women in line was accepted for generations until recently. Women need to realize most men don't hit them for abuse, but to get them to be in a woman's place. Vilifying men for correcting their women by physical means needs to stop in 2019. Just take the discipline and shut up. It's not abuse in any way and is comparable to parents going to jail for spanking their children. Get your life together, women. Signed, a real man. AJ, my AJ. <laughs> Listen, what? And the, the funny thing is, it's one of those things where you have to laugh to keep from crying because, like, the fact that we got this email, the fact that someone felt comfortable enough to send this, and yes, they sent it not clearly not from their real email. They they made one to send this in. But even the fact that you felt that you were writing this on you, you were typing this out and you were like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and press send on this. You are a fucking idiot. You're a disgusting ass man. And to sit there and be able to sign it a real man. I'm sorry. So you're not a real man. You're a piece of ever loving shit. And I swear to God, if I was in front of you and you ever come to any place that I am and identify yourself, I'm beating the holy shit out of you. AJ, get the bell money ready because this is exactly what you've been saving it for because this is fucking disgusting. And as someone who has daughters, as someone who has a mother, as someone who has six sisters motherfucker you gotta be out of your goddamn mind to think that it's okay it is comparable to people going to jail to spanking their fucking children really really man come on <laughs> cj i love you with everything in my heart I, I remember when we got this i probably read it about three times before i messaged you to ask you if you'd even seen this and i remember when you read it you're like that that's not a real email <laughs> like yeah, somebody sent it. You're like, no, that that can't be real. It somebody had the blood clatter that city to hide their coward self and write this fuckery and send it in. And I know that it was directed at me because I was the one who made the comment about the the, the man and slapping his his woman on the mouth and all them things there or whatever. But are you out of your fucking mind? In 2019, in any generation, you feel like it should be okay for a man to beat his woman to keep her in what you call a woman's place. And it's so funny because you and I were talking around this time, there's a man that sent me a DM telling me that he wanted to wife me. Never talked to this man before in my life. Don't know who this man is. The next day, so this man sent me that message was about one or two o'clock in the morning. Later on that same day, he sent me a, a video on YouTube by T.D. Jakes telling me, the video says to let go of your public image 
in order to be a godly woman for for a man to come into your life and whatever, whatever. This same dude now comments under one of my pictures telling me someone baba fuckery and whatever, whatever, and, and, and ended up blocking him. In my mind, part of my mind, when I talk to you, CJ is thinking that it's the same guy or maybe maybe it, it, it is or is not or whatever. But for you to think that your comment is acceptable in any way, shape or form, you know, all I can think is this. He probably watched his mom get beat on a regular basis and his father told him that that was OK. Or he probably beat every girl with him there with and, and made them feel like that was OK or not OK. Like that kind of shit. Yo, honestly, if we when we have our life, don't come. It is not in your best interest to come. And if you do come, sit quietly in the back and don't identify yourself. Become me care responsible for anything that that's going to happen to you. Like no time in any way, shape or form. Like you think that beating a woman is comparable to parents spanking their children. CJ, (sighs) to how I'm wrenching my hands right now and rubbing my chin, like I can't, I can't even understand. This man could not have a woman. It's not possible that somebody could be in a relationship with this individual. Because my whole thing is you're brash enough to type this fucking bullshit and send it in, but you're not man enough to identify. If you feel like, say, you're big and bad, write a next email and identify yourself so we can't talk to you directly. Because you're not a man. How are you going to send an email like this and hide behind co-op things? Because we know you had to create a fake email address titled Manly Man, signed by a manly man, addressed to, to us to say what? You feel some type of way about a discussion that we had? Fuck you. Fuck you. If you feel like you're big and bad, if you feel like you're a real man, identify yourself and come right and talk to me. Then we can have a discussion. So I can tell you to go fuck yourself, plain and simple. How dare you? How dare you? Abuse is abuse. I don't give a fuck what it is. You beat a woman, it's abuse. Disciplining your child so that they can grow and learn is a completely different thing. And that's not the type of thing where you're sitting down beating on your kids every day because that's abuse. You know what I mean? If you slap your hands because they touch the hot stove, if they go back and touch again one way or the other, they're going to learn that they're not supposed to do that. If a woman says something to you that you don't like, you feel like you should take off your belt and beat her because why? Because you're her parent? Are you dumb? Like, are you dumb? Like, (laughs) are you dumb? (laughs) You know, I shouldn't even ask the question if you're dumb. You must be. You must be. You're a coward. You're a coward. You're not a real man. Why would you hide it? You have the, you have the nerve to say these things in an email. Identify yourself. Stand behind your word. Stand behind what you say. Don't be a fucking coward. Ota Ada. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I have I have nothing left to say. Like, I, you're a piece of shit. Like, it, the fact that you wrote into our fucking podcast. And you know what? I don't give a fuck if you took problem with what aj said if you took problem with what i said don't write into this fucking podcast again don't do it because i will fucking find you like it's just i'm i'm it's not many things that get under my skin to this level but again i've always said like domestic abuse in any sense really gets get it really hits a nerve with me and you just wrote in an email saying it's comparable to hitting your child that's how you look at women get the fuck out of here yeah that's exactly it but you have you have groups like so you know, in reading this, I was trying to I was trying to some degree or other be sensitive and kind of like look at it from a cultural view and, and you know, like sort of like a world perspective and, you know, a religious perspective. And I was trying to find like religious uh, religious bodies that support that type of you should beat your woman into submission or, you know, she gets out of hand, you can't beat her. I was even thinking about movies like The Color Purple when Whoopi Goldberg was married to um, Danny Glover and, you know, he treated her the way that he treated his children. And when she said something that he didn't like or he found to be a little bit rude, like he beat her, you know, we don't live. This is not this is not then. 
<laughs> this is not then. We have come too far. We have come too far. And as a people, as humanity, we have accomplished too much and we have we have progressed too far to move backwards to this type of bullshit. This is not the fucking days of the caveman when you're dragging around your woman by her hair. Are you dumb? Like, seriously, this is not the day and age where, you know, women had to solely rely on a man for what. And maybe for him, that's his reality. And, and personally, I don't give a fuck if that's his reality. Don't bring that bullshit over here. No time. And like I said, if you're going to be a fucking man and identify yourself, don't be a coward because that's what you are right now. You're hiding behind your words. You're, you're like you're like them, them people on the Internet that want to argue with people and don't identify themselves or they they have pages where there's no pictures and, and they've got like one follower, but they have the most amount of strength behind their behind their text talk. You want to you want to have a, a real discussion with somebody. You have something to say. Identify yourself. Come like a real man. Until then, you're 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 like CJ said, you're a piece of shit and your words mean absolutely nothing. You have no value. None. Bye, Felicia. Um, let's go ahead. Let, AJ, is there anything left? It's, it's, it's really time to go home and decompress. I hate to leave people on such a sour note. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just time. It's just time. So on a happier note, uh, November the 6th, which is next week, Tuesday is our one year pod anniversary. Yay! One year of having a great podcast. Um, I know that we'll, you and I will talk more when we recorded um, next week. But in lieu of that, I just want to say how much I appreciate and love you. And as much as times as I tell you, don't talk to me. I'm going to like you. I'm going to love you. I'm eat you. I don't any of those. I love you with all of my heart. And I couldn't think of a better person um, to have this type of format with. And I appreciate everything that you brought into my life. And yeah. And outside of that, uh, this is my birthday weekend. I'm going to be carrying on with all kind of fuckery for the whole entire month because I celebrate my birthday for like all 30 days of November. So, you know, um, but outside of that, if anybody would like to call in and wish us a, a happy podiversary, um, we have a hotline set up. And uh, while I try to find what that phone number is, you can also email us if you wanted to leave us a voicemail. Sorry, if you wanted to leave us um, an email and, you know, which is happy anniversary. Our email address uh, always is lovelustmbas at yahoo.com. Com. Uh, CJ, what's the phone number? The, <laughs> the phone number is 614-547-2037. It is the line for the whole Breaks Media family, so make sure that you say that you're leaving a mail for Love, Lust, and Badass. So I'll pick it up because it's the, the year anniversary, so I know exactly what you're leaving it for. But, yeah, so 614-547-2037 is the number to call in. And, you know, we're even outside of this one-year anniversary thing, if you guys want to call in and leave some of your dirty little thoughts or whatever else, go ahead and leave those there there as well. But outside of that, uh, you can catch all of our episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Anchor. Um, we are on the UML Urban Mogul Life Media Network. And you can find us on our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at lovelustmbas. And once again, you can email us any questions, comments, concerns, feedback or otherwise at lovelustmbas, all one word at yahoo.com um, my personal instagram is badass underscore jones underscore and my twitter is that jones kid aj1 you can follow me at ceo hayes it's at ceo h-a-i-z-e we are the best adult podcast on all the internet we will see you lovely and beautiful people next year for our one year podiversary see you there
Sister, as soon as your shift is. 